Everyone, welcome oh, back to the AdCast. Today we have a bonus suit episode, and AD stands for Ancillary Talk because bonus suit. And we wanted to record something as a kind of like a just a thing before we wrap up uh, spring and get into summer because that's not till like I don't know another couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. We said like, oh. It's fine. We'll just not have an episode. Mm -hmm. And then it got pushed so far back because mm -hmm. of the spring and summer seasons and also the fact that I'm traveling at inopportune moments Yeah, that we might as well just... just I couldn't leave well enough alone, basically. <laughs> so here so, we are. I don't know. I So we blame, you know, the timing of the Annie moves, but really it's Soup's fault, and then he felt guilty. <laughs> <laughs> I... I will argue that it's both of the faults of me and the schedule because sure. the spring season ends like th over the course of this week, which is a problem because, yeah. you know, it would be weird to talk about things if we didn't watch the last episode of literally every show we were watching. <laughs> like one or two, it's fine because yeah. whatever. But mm -hmm. if it was all of them, that might present a problem or two. It might affect our opinion. You know, of the shows. Although, to be fair, I I think that if a, a show is kind of on that downward trajectory, a good last episode isn't necessarily going to save it. Most of the time, no. I'm just let down by last episodes. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the thing, right? Because, like, like, I just, like, I have a really... I think of Soul Eater, like, that anime, and how the entire... Just, like, the last episode upset me so much that when I recommend the anime, I have to be like... The anime is so good. Just don't watch the last episode. <laughs> just just avoid that. Just don't yeah. even don't even acknowledge the existence of yeah. that episode. Just don't I like, never finished yeah. Soul Eater. Oh, okay. Well, good. Don't. <laughs> don't ever finish I it. I also I also never finished the manga. I mean, the anime okay. had its its anime only ending too. Exactly. That's what it was, and that's why I hated it. But like, I mean, the manga okay. is fine, of course, but yeah. I I guess I'll read it then. Yeah, you can read it. I guess I'll read it then. <laughs> At some point, I say, with yeah. everything ever everything on else. the planet, yeah, all the time. Yeah. So what what have you been up to the, <laughs> over the past couple weeks since we've been away? Let's see. So last time we talked, I was at Animazement, or I just came back from Animazement, and then uh, this time, let's see, I went to Acon. In Dadasu, in Fort Worth. Wow, actually. so busy. Yeah, I know, it's con season, man. I mean, AX is coming up, and I will not be going to that, but I do hope to go someday. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. so you and I should go to that at some point, because that's closer to you than it is to me. <laughs> this is fair. Uh, Yeah, so I went to Akon, I got to see Bradio. Which uh, they are more famously known in the anime community for doing the uh, the the flyers intro for uh, Death Parade. Um, but Which other was than a that, jam. it was a good jam. And then they did a really good like parody video of of the intro. It's so good. Uh, and 
And um, so, yeah, they, they had a concert at Akon. Um, and uh, it was their first live outside of Japan. So they were very excited. Uh, and they're basically like a like a Japanese funk band. So if you're listening to or if you're looking to listen to something a little bit more unique sounding, a little bit, you know, kind of older style mixed with the newer style type of funk, then uh, that that could be your jam. Plus, the lead singer has a very very voluptuous afro. So you know, oh. can't go wrong with that. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I know this band independently from death parade is that was mm-hmm. that the anime was that the anime yeah, it's yeah that's the anime i gotta um, make you I, watch that too i i've <laughs> also never seen that i hear it's good though yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I actually know this band independently because nice. it appeared on my spotify and i was like this huh. is pretty funky there you go good yeah. Yeah, yeah so they were they they played and they played an original song that they're about to release so that was exciting and we went to go see their Q and A, and that was fun. I'm there's a photo of uh, me and our mutual friend Kuro somewhere out there on the internet. They took a giant group shot after the Q and A, so we're right there in the front middle. <laughs> oh my god! Hold on, I didn't know that their name was an acronym. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> their name is an acronym for break the rule and do a ima- image on what does that even mean uh so i think th- they loosely explained it during the q a but basically it, ba- it means like you know just break the rules and do your own thing like don't let society's uh standards hold you down from what you want to do which ah. doesn't translate super well into their acronym but i think they tried <laughs> According to the Wikipedia page, it means that they will break the rules of everyday life, and yeah. while having a wonderful image all around, they will make a new good place, which I can get behind. There you go, yeah. Also, um, the members call their fans funky party people? Yes, dude, I got a sweet, sweet towel that is red, white, and blue. I think they did that. I don't know if that's like actually their merch colors or if they did that purely because they came to visit America, but uh, it has a giant funk you on it. And oh then my God. on the side, in the blue part, it, it says uh, Funky Party People. <laughs> that is so next level. It is really good. <laughs> I love this band and everything they stand for. Yes, I, I quite enjoy the their attitude and their music. <laughs> well, so we were neat. lucky to see them. Yeah. That's neat. Yeah. Um, what else? We got, uh, We went to see... Our lovely friend in the artist alley, lover of Scythe. He's the one who gave me a badge that let me even go to see the concert. So thank you, Scythe. <laughs> I saw that you worked that out at some point. Yeah, yeah. We worked it out on Twitter. <laughs> I was just just like, come with me. Exactly. It was one of those things where it's like I was... Uh, because they were having the concert on Friday night at uh, 10 p.m., I get off work at six and it takes me four hours to drive to DFW. So I would have basically arrived right at when the concert started. And of course that would be after registration closes. So I wouldn't even be able to pick up my badge. So, uh, I was just like, Oh, you know what? Whatever. I, I planned with Kuro to, uh, hang around at the con on Saturday, but, 
Uh, so when I uh, messaged Scyther, I commented on his tweet, basically being like, oh, I'm going to, I might be able to come bug you on Saturday. He's just like, okay, well, I got a badge if you want it, you know. <laughs> come with like, me, do the thing. Well, <laughs> Wait, you have a badge? <laughs> can I come get it for you on Friday so we can go see the concert? <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, so that was awesome. He really came through for us, so. Thanks, buddy. Nice. nice. Yeah, and, uh. Other than that, I got to see other frenzies. I got to hang out at Artist Alley and Dealer's Den. That was cool. I brought home a Kaoru figure. <laughs> uh, of course you did. Of course, of course you did. I did. Though, granted, it's my first Ava-related figure. So How do you not... Whoa, how is I your know. house not full of figures of Kaoru? I know. What? I don't know. I, I I have sinned. I have like a little strap for him. I have like a Shinji like lanyard thing. I don't have a figure. I don't have any figures of Ava until I got Kaoru. And he's dressed in like, it's like the winter outfit Kaoru. So he's just got like a little like peacoat type thing on. And My goodness. Yeah, he was on discount. And so I was like, cool. I don't care about all the rarity crap. I just wanted a Kaoru. <laughs> I want my discount boy. I want, I want my, my discount, discount boy. boy. Now I gotta find if there's a Shinji matching version of him. I want him, and then they've got like I want the uh, the Asuka and Ray Santa versions of them. I know they have winter outfit versions of them, but I want the Santa outfit <laughs> versions of them because they're of really course. cute. I mean, and just have like a little winter gathering. <laughs> you gotta you gotta go for gold there. Yeah, when man. it comes when it comes to figurines, you don't you don't compromise. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and we basically uh, made our friend buy a whole bunch of figurines too, so that was also good. Nice. Uh, and uh, dude, I tried. We tried so hard to get into at least one of the autograph sessions with the myth, the legend, Matt Mercer. But uh, oh, Matt, he's freaking the most popular man on earth. <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's true. Uh, yeah, uh, I, cause like I lately only, lately, maybe like a month or two ago, started like binging Critical Role like crazy, like starting from chap, uh, campaign one. I almost said chapter. Jesus. Uh, so I'm, I'm still doing that, right? Like I'm, um, was it, uh, episode 88, <laughs> you know? And, uh, so I was like, dude, it'd be really cool to meet him in person, whatever. Cause he's also like a really talented voice actor and all that. So, uh, little did I know how popular this man is because every day that we went to go and, uh, you know, try and get an autograph session with him or get into the autograph session, they were always sold out because they handed out little tickets for all the autograph sessions. Uh, um, so yeah. And apparently, uh, we were listening to people talk about this, uh, that there were people like in line at 5 30 in the morning for this thing and it sold out at by 7 a.m <laughs> and 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 you know us being reasonable people only got to the convention center at like 9 a.m <laughs> yeah yeah so maybe one day i'll get maybe, to see maybe him. one day <laughs> yeah, yeah Matt, matthew mercer occupies this like weird space where He's so many different kinds of famous yeah. that he has all of these like weird intersecting fan bases. Yeah. And as a result, it is impossible to meet him. Ever tell you that I met Matthew Mercer once? Did you? Yeah, briefly. No. 
so I went to TwitchCon in 2016. Yeah, I was I jealous believe. of all the people that you met and took photos of with. Yeah, it was neat. Uh, I got to <laughs> hang out with, with my friends. Mm-hmm. But the reason that I got to meet Matt was because he was on a panel with my boy Adam. Dope! And he basically ran off of the Caltrain to get to the convention center and then oh. ran in oh. 10 minutes after the start of the panel and then ran out immediately afterwards to go do some more work. So, yeah. He's a wow. he's a very busy person. I uh, I imagine as much. Wants to meet him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I have his autograph. So, <gasps> oh, did you get it signed like at the thing, like, uh, or did he have a separate thing? No, I I had a notebook and like this was I just caught him like after the panel and I was like, hey, I love your stuff, and he wrote a little, how do you want to do this? And I was like, oh, I love that's it. so cool. Cute. <laughs> He's nice. I have a picture with him too. Oh, Sue. He's a very nice man. He seems like a nice man. <laughs> he also voices the gay cowboy in Overwatch. I know, and people love shouting that at him, and it seems like he's got like PTSD <laughs> from it now. <laughs> I don't I don't think he'll ever be able to escape the high noons. No. <laughs> And Poor I think guy. the funniest thing is is when it haunts him outside of his work and the sort of Overwatch fan base. I yeah. think once they almost got him to say it on Critical Role. Yeah, I saw that. I, I passed one of those. <laughs> I, I just watched one of those episodes recently and he was just like, yeah. I'm not going to say it, but the sun is directly above your head. <laughs> I'm so sad that he didn't say it. Um, I don't actually I'm watch <laughs> Critical Role. Yeah. Or I, I started watching it sort of casually, and yeah. I've seen maybe a couple episodes of the original campaign and yeah. and the new one, but I just there's a lot of it, and I don't really have a lot of time to do the things I already want to do. Yeah. So it's just one of those things on that long list of, maybe one day I'll have 800 hours to invest in listening to my favorite people just talk and yeah, like, like play characters. Yeah, like me, just invest all the time well for me it's like i work you know eight hours ish or more a day and so it's really nice to just have in the background and listen and just binge it that way because see it's yeah it's nice that you have work that allows you to (laughs) multitask like with your with the audio yeah let me let me introduce you to being a literature major uh-huh. Which means all of your work is either reading or writing, neither uh-huh. of which you can really do while listening to anything. No, you cannot. At least nothing with like story and lyrics to it. Right. You can't like if out. I wanted to listen if I wanted to listen to music, I could. Mm-hmm. And I would just tune it out and uh, at the end of the day I'd be like, I have no idea what songs I listen to, but yeah. the music was playing, I guess. Yeah. But otherwise, nope. Nothing. Nada. It's like well, one of the great pitfalls of of my field of study. Yeah. Uh I mean, you brought it on yourself, but also, you know, at least you you know, you're better trained to focus, right? <laughs> uh maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I'm I'm better trained to learn how to focus. The trick is you cut yourself off from society for 6 hours <laughs> at a time and just binge a book. Yeah, I, for me, if I really have to hunker down, I just, I legit, like, turn off the Wi-Fi on all my devices. <laughs> Mainly my, my laptop. 
since that's what I'm usually working on. See, what's great is because I have a desktop, I can just leave. Yeah. And it means that it doesn't follow me. I have my phone with me, but that's like way less of a temptation right. than my actual desktop. Because whenever I sit down at my desktop, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to get some work done. And then I'm just like, but what if I checked Twitter? Yeah, see, that's why I have to turn off the internet. Like, I have to basically, like, I pull up whatever references I need, right? Because I have to work off the computer the computer for any digital art. And then mm-hmm. I have to turn off the, the internet and then just work and then listen to music or whatever I have downloaded and not look at anything else. <laughs> yeah, see, that's 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 sort of the issue because I go on those sort of... And I'm sure everyone's had this experience where they have this Wikipedia rabbit hole dive. Oh, always. Look up one thing and it leads to another. And yeah. suddenly what was originally like, what is wheat turns into how to make cheese turns into, uh, I don't know, how many soldiers are in a Roman legion. It, it will always lead back to cats somehow. But Yeah, you'll always end up somewhere around cats. I yeah. tend to Wikipedia a lot of food. <laughs> yeah i love i love food but mm-hmm. the problem the problem is i'll do this outside of wikipedia too and mm-hmm. so i'll i'll check subreddits to check for news but if something exciting is happening in say overwatch or grand blue fantasy i'm just like but what if i played overwatch or grand blue fantasy <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what i'm worried about too in terms of like uh getting like coming across a mobile game that's a little too good, right? That, oh boy! <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll burn all my time into it. Like Fire Emblem Heroes is like just not engaging enough for me that I can just like put it away and I get an orb and I put it away, basically. Or I do a Tempest Trial battle, I put it away. And it was the same thing with Puzzle and Dragons, where I could like just log in, do a thing, close it. That's it. See, that's that's the problem. Grand mm-hmm. Blue Fantasy is less of a mobile game and more of an MMO. Yeah. And I just I just sink a lot of time into grinding for things because I like it so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like there's something kind of comforting about the slow, gradual buildup of power that you get from okay, I farmed knives for eight years and out of <laughs> Out of the other end of the knife mine, I've come out with a functioning character party yeah. that kills things reasonably okay. Mm-hmm. I still haven't gotten all the knives I need, though. <laughs> oh, well. You'll, I'll be, like, talking to you, like, a year from now, and you're like, finally. <laughs> so that's, that's optimistic. I'll, I'll just be like, Renu, these knives won't drop. They just won't. I've, I've been trying for like eight years. I've given up. I don't even play water anymore. I've moved on to other elements that treat me right. And the, and the knives just still won't drop. Uh, I will have a knife update from you every two weeks for the next yeah. several years. <laughs> every, every two weeks I'll be like, did you, did you do your knives? And I'm like, no. See, do you want to know what the real problem is? Mm-hmm. After I get all the knives I need to upgrade all my knives so mm-hmm. that my weapon grid functions, after I hit rank 101, I can upgrade the knives again. <laughs> so there's like so you a second need tier. More knives? I don't need more knives, technically. <laughs> uh, okay. 
but it does sort of lead to this situation where there's a second tier of knife grinding <laughs> because I don't need the knives to uncap the the weapons directly. I need them to reduce them to get knife rocks to use the knife rocks to upgrade them. Mm-hmm. So in the end, I still need knives, but at that point, any knife will do. <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, what a mess. It's listen. It's worth it because uh-huh. right now, Grand Blue <laughs> Fantasy has the Persona Five collab going. Yeah, and it's, it's really tempting. It's great. It's now is an amazing time to start, and okay. I know that if you do play, you won't spend any money. But okay. there is a thing called the beginner draw ticket, which costs twenty six dollars. Which, <laughs> yeah, I know that's that's a that's a big price tag. But yeah. your your beginner draw ticket is dependent on when you start the game, and if you start the game during a limited draw session, like now, where there's a flash gala, which just means the rate for nice characters goes up. Okay. Uh, it means that you can essentially use this $26 ticket to buy one of the characters without having to roll for them. So you just pay $26 and you have the character and you don't have to be subject to the absolute terrible whims of RNG batting you around like a a ship in storm. That's why we sign up for these experiences, right? Like We sign up for them for the gambling element where it's just like, there's a really good chance that I'll be screwed over. Actually, they tell you the exact percentage of the chance that I'll be screwed over. But that right. little bit of like 3% chance of me winning. <laughs> Listen, right now it's 6%. <laughs> right now it's 6%. Although, if, if you do a 10 draw, it will guarantee you at least one SR or SSR. So, uh-huh. Grand Blue, I think, is one of the fair models for RNG Mm -hmm. maybe not for actual money efficiency because they're quite expensive yeah the actual uh, 10 draws they're like $26 but for the beginner draw ticket you just you pay the price of what would normally be a 10 draw and of course you you can just get crystals and use those instead right uh, if you just want to grind it out which I do Mm -hmm. if you get the beginner draw ticket uh, set during a time like now, you can essentially just buy a character that will be really strong and you don't have to let RNG dictate it. Because right, right now, the, the limited characters are... Uh, one of them is widely considered one of the most broken characters in the game. Right. Uh, and she's a dark type character. And okay. so is Joker. So they would work very well in tandem. Oh. But that's just me. It's yeah. too late for me. I already have so much invested in my account that I can't start a new one. Well, maybe I'll ask you how to do that hash thingy, and then you can oh, get yeah, me yeah. started, and I can get my Persona babes and re- and feel bad that I didn't get my Conan babes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's sad that you missed Conan, but you can, I'm you real can get sad Persona. About that. Yeah, it it's the events themselves are really easy too, so mm-hmm. it should not be very hard. If you do start now, okay, which is like, it's such a beginner friendly event right now. That's nice. So if you do start, if you do decide to go down the hell path of mobile game optimization that I have been living in since Puzzle and Dragon, 
you're you you um, go really hard into that i kind of i lean into it in terms of like oh i found a thing online that shows how they rank i like these characters how do i use them optimally like that kind of thing but i, I don't usually go like super deeper into it I usually will go for either a character I like or a character that will carry me as far as uh, carry me easily as far as I can take it, which is mm -hmm. why I in Puzzle and Dragons rerolled until I got Red Sonia, which I is, remember that <laughs> at the time just a hyper broken character. Yeah, and then and then she fell off, but man, yeah. she was very useful for a long time. Yeah. Well, well into Endgame. I never got to Endgame, mind you. But... No, you, you, yeah. <laughs> well, there was a lot of content in that game, too. There was a lot. Look, luckily, this is easier because I don't have to, like, use a puzzle to interface with the game. I can just use turn-based combat like a normal human being. <laughs> not, not that I hate the puzzle-based combat. It, I think it's charming in its own right. It's just not yeah. for me. I'm, I'm not, I'm yeah. too dumb to do puzzles. All the time. I love I love puzzles and strategy and stuff like that. So that's why I liked stuff yeah. like that. Which Puzzle and Dragons is a really simple puzzle model, but it can get complex. It's so. really complex, especially if you look at high level people who run like Anubis Anubis and they get like a hundred times modifier by linking like eight chains together and yeah, they yeah, just cleared yeah. the entire board at once and you're like, yeah. How did you even I, do yeah, that? Yeah, I know. That's insane. Like the the high level people are like 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 I feel like it's it's a really good model because it it starts off like you can play really simply, right? But if you learn to get good at it, boy howdy. <laughs> right. It's you you are a lot stronger if you are good at the puzzle mechanic. Yeah, I think it's 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 as complex as you make it type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's that's fine. That's why I use dumb characters like Red Sonia that don't <laughs> think about Literally anything except for I do more damage when I hit with my orbs. Yeah, and, although and then I, she turns. I did have a soft combo. spot, I admit, for combo characters. Yeah, I just could never reach ten combos or whatever consistently. Yeah, same. It's them. it's hard for me to get like above like I don't know like five, <laughs> and I have to really think about it. <laughs> yeah, that's like. One of my favorite characters was uh, Sakuya Kirin or whatever. Yeah, I don't actually yeah. remember. Yeah, she's... Yeah, I remember her. But she was impossible to use because I was bad at the game. <laughs> well, she turned everything into the three colors, right? She's the... Oh, wait, no. Uh, was she the blue one? No, no, no. It's, uh, well, maybe she was. I'm getting, I'm getting the names mixed up. She was the white one. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Yeah, I did I like did the not. blue one too, just from yeah. an aesthetic standpoint. Yeah, yeah. But my puzzle and dragon days are behind me right now. <laughs> Grand Blue Fantasy is my best friend. I, I'm gonna be honest. I totally slept through the last like week or so. Yeah. Legit. I, after I got off of school, I yeah. did nothing but sleep. Yeah. And I missed my chance to grind out a really strong weapon for a fire grid, and I'm really sad about it. I'm really sad about it. You'll get another chance, though, right? Yeah, I'll get another chance. It'll come. Okay. It'll come back in like a couple months. <laughs> You'll be fine. Don't worry about I'll, it. I'll be fine. Something else will come along. Something else will occupy my time. I don't have yeah. to build my fire grid all the way. Yeah. Yet. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> I mean, it is. It is to your benefit to build as many elements as you can manage at once. Yeah. 
Yeah, because content tends to be a lot of content that comes out re- like sort of recently is element locked. Or not element locked, but it discourages you very heavily from using other elements because it's like, if you don't use the right element, your damage will be reduced by like 80. And I'm like, mm, that sounds bad. Oh, that does sound bad. <laughs> it was serendipitous that what came around this time was Xeno Ifrit, which means my water-based grid was really effective. Oh. Of course, I couldn't grind out all the, the things I wanted, but... That's mostly just because that's mostly just because my body was failing me and not really because like <laughs> I liked work ethic or whatever. Oh my god. Although, that's part of it too, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I and I feel like it we should we should mention now mm-hmm. like 30 minutes into the episode that this is a non-content episode. We're literally just talking about whatever. <laughs> I, I thought about it sometime during the Grand Blue talk. I was like, oh, we never actually said what we're talking about today. Which we, is we never explained that this this is a nothing <laughs> episode. That really this is just non-content. Yeah, I mean, uh, if if anyone knows the meaning of ancillary, they might be able to gleam that be- this bonus suit episode is a nothing episode. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a bonus episode that exists to support the main episodes. And the sure. health of our and the health and vitality of our podcasto. It's meant to pad our podcasto. Ancillary is one of my favorite words. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. just sounds nice. It does. I like the spelling nice. of it too. Yeah. <laughs> Has all those good sounds in it. <laughs> Listen, this is what I go to school for. Yeah, man, I feel you. I like word good. Yeah, ancillary, and I feel like along something along the similar lines would be like ballista, maybe. Ballista is also a really nice word. Although mm-hmm. I have like terrible flashbacks of ballista because that thing is deadly in Fire Emblem. <laughs> you Legit, have like the, war the, flashbacks. They, they, <laughs> they don't have friendly ballista. So, well, all, all ballista are, are neutral. So yeah. usually they'll have enemies posted in there and you have to approach them. But the range of a ballista is like 800 squares. And so... <laughs> By like you, what you have to do is you just slowly creep an armored knight up and make the ballista waste all its ammo. But because you can't get Meat there, shield. because you can't get there fast enough, all, the ballista doesn't have any ammo by the time you get there, and so it's oh useless to you. And it's just it's, it's just so annoying. Funny. I uh, I have I have war flashbacks of ballista through uh, Dynasty Warriors. <laughs> Mm, yeah. So they'll just like whether or not a person is posted at them, they will just fire all sorts of arrows at you and of course stagger you all the way back. Sometimes throw you off your feet all the way down a hill and you have to like cut your way through like a whole formation of them and it's horrible. But when you do break them, they break like paper or like as, little cardboard as boxes. As is the grand tradition. Of yeah. Dynasty Warriors. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, what else you been up to? Aside from Grand Blue and sleeping. That's a good question. Uh, I had <laughs> I had Father's Day yesterday. I cooked oh. a wonderful dinner. Mm-hmm. I made a uh, salmon lemon piccata with some, some pasta to go with that. Mm. Uh, I just soaked up the sauce from that because I'm lazy. Mm-hmm. 
I had some tomatoey bread. There's an actual word for this. It's like a Spanish dish. It's like an appetizer or like a like a tapas, but I don't know. It's it's literally just like tomatoes and bread in Spanish. Okay. Sure. And I also made a, a wonderful salad, uh, which was heart of romaine. Uh-huh. Because my dad likes salad that he can cut himself. Okay. Which is I yeah, he he just likes it, so I made it for him. Mm-hmm. Uh I made a dressing with uh let's see, what was in it? It was lemon juice mm-hmm. and the zest, of course. That's where <laughs> you get those nice lemony oils. <laughs> uh it was olive oil. Uh-huh. It was minced garlic and then the and, and some honey and mm-hmm. some uh mustard. And the important thing here is I'm using a special uh, sort of honey garlic. Okay. What you do is you get raw honey, which okay. is not pasteurized, so it still has kind of all the like living microbes and stuff in it. Mm-hmm. And then you just crush some garlic, like you, you don't like destroy it. You just peel it, and then you you give it a little love tap, and then you just put it in the jar. Then you put a bunch of these in the jar, and then you cover it in the honey. And then what'll happen is it'll ferment. Okay. And become tasty. Okay. I used that, and I used mm. the honey from that, and it was mm. really good. Nice. Yeah, and then for myself, mm-hmm. I made chicken nanban. Yeah. Which was really good. <laughs> I was, I was inspired. I was inspired, of course, by one of the seasonal anime that we're watching. Uh huh. Isekai Isekaya Nobu. Uh huh. Oh my god, that might be actually one of the tastiest things I've ever made in my life. Oh really? How was it? It so basically, uh, I just marinated some chicken thighs in okay. uh, soy sauce, sake, garlic, and rice vinegar. Mm-hmm. And I let that marinate for like a day, mm-hmm. and then I coated it in. Well, my first batch was made in rice flour, and then my mm-hmm. second was in, in regular flour. Mm-hmm. And they both work reasonably well. I think I prefer the flour, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it it sticks and creates a better coating. Yeah. Uh, and then you just you put that in a sauce that is um, soy sauce, ginger, garlic, and sake and also rice vinegar maybe mm-hmm. i think i think i literally just used the marinade basically okay and then you fry it you 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 double fry it so it gets all super crispy and nice and mm. even when you soak it in the sauce and you cook it in there it doesn't get all soggy immediately good that's why i don't like yeah and then you use the homemade tartar sauce that you've made which oh, oh my god that might be the best part <laughs> It was so good. It uh-huh. was mayonnaise, uh-huh. mustard, more mayonnaise than mustard, like a fourth mm-hmm. of the mustard to mayonnaise ratio. And then uh, what else was in it? It was boiled eggs that were all like chopped up real fine. Lemons. Oh. So lemon juice and lemon zest. Yeah, yeah. And cornichons, which if you don't know, they're the little tiny pickles. I do not know that. That's what they're called, but they're the little tiny pickles. You just chop those up and you put them in there, and they have a nice, crunchy, sour texture 
taste and it's delicious. Mm. And then you just you you make the chicken, you cook it in the oil, mm-hmm. like you deep fry it, and you just mm-hmm. like soak it in the sauce a little bit, and then you just mm-hmm. put the tartar sauce on and you eat it, and it's probably one of the best things you've ever had in your life. I made some just now. I ate it just now and I had an entire beer and it was the happiest I've been in a long time. You are the isekai isekaya. <laughs> yeah, it's it's me. I am I am I am him. I am him. He me. <laughs> he me. I'm my boy. I'm I'm my boy Tomokazu Sugita. Yes. <laughs> That's one of the funniest things about the Grand Blue Fantasy collab is that like half of the characters are already voicing characters in Grand Blue Fantasy. <laughs> And mind you, these characters don't intersect, right? Like, they're not talking to each other. But it would mm-hmm. be so funny to have Tomokazu Suki to talk to himself. That's all that I'm That would be really good. Uh, also, Joker is voiced by Jun Fukuyama, who also voices at least one character in Granbu Fantasy. He voices a lot of things. Well, Granbu Fantasy has so many characters at this point that it's a surprise that they didn't already have uh, Mamoru Miyano. Oh, yeah, that is Who voices Ryuji. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have a friend who's, like, deathly allergic to his voice. Really? <laughs> she, she, she literally messaged me. It was just like, I didn't realize that Ryuji was voiced by Mamoru. I'm dying. Oh. I'm having an allergic reaction to his voice. Oh. Yeah, I know. I know several people who are like that with certain voice actors. It just... Yeah. Rubs in the wrong way, I guess. If if we're being fair, I actually really like Ryuji's English voice actor. I don't know who does it. I have to look it up. I don't know either. <laughs> but whoever it is, they do a really good job. Mm. I never heard the English dub, so can't say. Ah, it's Max Mid- Middleman. Mid- okay. Middleman? Middleman. Who voices... Um. Oh, he's, he voices the English Saitama. In One Punch Man. I don't listen to English dubs. I don't. I actually, I legit could not tell you anything because I also (laughs) don't watch dubs. Yeah. Which is, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, he does, he does a really good job, actually. That's dope. And then, of course, uh, Yusuke Kitagawa, my absolute boy, my absolute Kitagawa <laughs> is voiced by my boy Tomokazu Sugita. Yes. And in English, he's voiced by my other boy, Matthew Mercer. Oh my god! <laughs> Good. We're going to get all the boys into this podcast episode. Yeah. This one right now. <laughs> yeah. That's, I think that the, the Western dubbing scene for Japanese media has learned that Matthew Mercer is like basically the english equivalent of tomokazu sugita yeah so you can just sub their voices and it works and it works i mean he he also did kanji for uh p4 he did Uh, but he wasn't the original voice actor for kanji no troy baker was but like (laughs) i did i had no idea baker like, like I mean, Troy Baker's voice is, of course, like really like you can you can it's very distinctive, right? But then when they switched over to Matt Mercer, right? Oh, you uh, literally for, cannot tell. You cannot tell. It's so <laughs> good. All. I was like, "Are you freaking kidding me?" That's <laughs> like, wait, Matt. I was just so stunned. I was like, "How? 
skilled is this man? <laughs> Matt has the Matthew Mercer has the ability to be generic man voice for everything. And honestly, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> there could be worse. <laughs> like he does long, a lot of good long, voices. Long over the days of Troy Baker and Vic Magnormandy. He was at Acon too. Yeah, but he sucks, so. No! Yeah, he's Don't terrible. He's, he's like a giant dickwad. Really? Yeah, I hear he's very unpleasant. But you didn't meet him yet? I didn't, I've met people that have met him. He sounds oh. very unpleasant. Oh. Oh. I'll reserve judgment till I meet him, but, you know. <laughs> I hear he's creepy and kind of like the old man kind of creepy. Oh. That's Where he's just like, I love talking to little girls. I'm not gonna gossip about that. <laughs> this, is, this is a noted phenomenon. <laughs> is that he's, he's notably a little bit like too overly familiar. Oh. And also apparently he smells like cheese. Oh. That's an anecdote from one of my friends. Okay. <laughs> one of my confidants who will remain unnamed. Well, I cannot verify or deny any of this, so I can't. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I hear he sucks. Which is why recently, uh, instead of the dub, which I usually watch, I watch the subbed version of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mama Miana voices Ling Yao. Oh, dope. Which is why I was like, why does... Like, why does he sound so specifically... Like, I know I know it's Mama Rumiano, but, like, what character did he voice that I, like, listened to recently? Mm-hmm. And it was that. It was Ling Yao. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really like the English dub for Full Metal, though. So it does. It works, it works very well. I just hate yeah. the fact that Vic Lasagna Man is... Man. Not a good person. You have a real grudge against him without having <laughs> known him. Known him. I do not have to have met him to like not want to support him. Sure. I mean, I'm sure that the people who told you the things are people that you would believe. Otherwise, you wouldn't hold such strong feelings about it. So. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> Plus, I just, I just like the sub too. Sure, sub I mean, there's nothing wrong with really the sub good. either. Like, I think I watched Brotherhood with the sub, and I watched the original with the dub. So, mm. I liked both. I've, I've watched both with both. Um, uh, other than that, I mm -hmm. haven't really been up to super much other than going out to eat, cooking food. Uh, I'm excited because I'm gonna start. Uh, experimenting. I'm gonna see about making a, and this is gonna sound really funny. I'm gonna make an umami butter. Umami butter. Umami, the fifth flavor. Tell me about it. So here's here's what I'm gonna do. Okay. So I have butter. Okay. That's the base. And last time I did this, I used uh, Parmesan cheese and anchovies. Mm. And I think maybe some like garlic or onion powder, maybe, or okay. it might have just been Parmesan and anchovies, and that was really good. Sure, maybe, maybe some basil too. I don't remember. There was something green in there that I I can't quite recall. Yeah, I mean, anchovies have a really good umami. 
They do. They have much umami in them. Yeah. But this time, uh, I'm going to do butter. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep the anchovies. Mm-hmm. I was going to do Parmesan cheese, but we already have some cheese left over from the salad dinner. Sure. From dinner salad. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try that, which is a softer cheese that has sort of Parmesan and Swiss notes. So it's okay. kind of a little bit away from Parmesan, but still similar. It's cheese. It'll okay. work. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be you gotta be all culinary about it soup cheese has so many different things to it <laughs> i know i know but i'm sure it'll be fine that's why i'm gonna use it like I, okay. I wouldn't use like a swiss cheese but because this is a cheese that has kind of that nice uh nutty kind of umami taste that parmesan has i'm gonna do it yeah do it get that umami out of that cheese and then here's 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 the big thing. Here's okay. the thing that sparked this whole experiment. Okay. This time I'm gonna try using miso. Ah. So it's gonna be like a nice umami miso butter, and I'm gonna put that on like a steak. I bought some cheap steak. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're gonna see if that's good or not. Sure. I'll let you know at some point. Let if- me know. Once once I do it, I'll let you know. Yeah, and I'll fight the listeners who are all trying to move in next to you and get some of that umami. <laughs> I mean, I guess I guess that's fair. <laughs> You're like, I'm just gonna keep cooking. <laughs> I just exude the I just exude the umami. Yeah, man. <laughs> that's I. The thing is, I've had such a good time since coming home. I've I yeah. just, I cook, like, almost every day. Mm-hmm. I feel so good. Oh, buddy. <laughs> it's been so long. I'm it's happy for so you. It's been so long. This is your creative outlet. I, listen, I love, I love cooking food. It's yeah. one of, one of the great pleasures in my life. Yeah. I have a little, little, like, notepad inside my phone. Yeah. Which sounds weird. It's a digital notepad. Not like a I mean, no, I get you. I keep inside of my phone <laughs> yeah. that has all the the kind of different flavors that I want to try. Yeah. So I have the miso butter. I made some amu rice. I have the chicken nanban. And then my next adventure after I experiment with this miso butter mm-hmm. is I had a an amazing fried chicken while I was in Seattle at a restaurant uh, that serves ramen. Oh, interesting. So I think what what it is, is I'm going to essentially try to like track down and reverse engineer this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think the secrets to it are uh, the like seven spice, like the, the Japanese seven spice. Yes. What is that called? I don't know. It is called shichimi. Yeah, the, the shichimi, which okay. is shichimi togarashi. Which is also referred to as nanaido togarashi or seven color togarashi. Nanaido. It's a Japanese spice mixture. Mm-hmm. I have I have some shichimi. I'm gonna use it probably in the marinade and then probably also in the batter mm. or like the the flour. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna fry that up. The taste that really came through along with the the chili spice was lime. So I'm also gonna Ooh, do that. Oh yes. So yeah. That's what I'm going to do. That's dope, man. 
I I like hearing about your cooking adventures. So yeah, I I take I take lots of pictures of the the finished product. I don't take a lot of progress shots because I'm mm-hmm. busy. I don't know cooking. Yeah. Yeah, I usually post the finished product on Twitter. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, if you follow me there, you can you can usually see. You can see the the, the results of my exploits. Oh, that also reminds me. Speaking of food, which sure. I can talk about forever, actually. Sure. <laughs> I have a nice pepper garlic salt from from Seattle when I went to visit my friend there. Oh. It's very nice. It has pepper a very clean burn salt. to it. And I'm really excited to see how it cooks. Sure. To see if it can. Yeah. So I'm 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 gonna cover the steak in it to see if I can if I can get it to flavor the steak. Yeah. So that's an interesting experiment. It's very good. It's like sea salt, but it it's like smoked with garlic and, and chili pepper. Mmm. Okay. I have a pretty clear uh not visual. I don't even know how you would describe that. <laughs> I can imagine yeah. it pretty clearly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is maybe one of the cleanest, like, spice burns I've ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not overwhelming. It's very clean. It go. It comes and then it passes. But okay. it's very pleasant. Okay. You should, you should uh, do that. You, you flavor I, I your will. steak with that. I will. It's, yeah. it's going to be an interesting experiment. Yeah. Have you been doing anything exciting food-wise? Have you continued your cheesecake adventure, or are you just leaving? <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, I did make another cheesecake while my friends were here, because uh, I told them about my struggle, and they were uh-huh. like, we're going to help you. And somehow... <laughs> It, the quality of this cake was not quite like the one before it. Oh no! <laughs> like, oh dear! It was a little. It was a little lumpier and a little flatter. Oh no! And I, I cannot blame my friends for it because, of course, they were really awesome and they helped me like with the prep time and everything. Like it, it didn't take as much time, but maybe, uh. I don't know. It was different, honestly. So I got to try again at another point in time when I'm not tired of cheesecake. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. I mean, other than that, I mean, I had a nice dinner tonight. I, I roasted some some pork tenderloins and some, uh, mm. some basil and thyme. I didn't have rosemary. Otherwise, I would have thrown that a little bit of that in there, too. Uh, and garlic and butter and then for my sides i had uh uh, mashed potatoes that i just made real quick with some butter and parsley and garlic salt and a little bit of parmesan and then Mm. my other side was like some roasted carrots uh with um honey and vinegar um yeah yeah, it was tasty. I whenever I cook, I basically cook enough for the week. <laughs> ah, so you're just gonna be eating that for the next like four days. Exactly. I'll, I'll yeah, three to four days ish. Like, I don't like eating the same things from meal to meal. But if I have like 
two meals, like, you know, like something different for breakfast and something different for lunch, I can have the same thing for dinner, right? Uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I generally, I generally try to mix it up a lot more than that, but uh, since I don't have that much time in the evenings, I'm just like, you know what, it's fine. If I make something good, like I put a lot of time and effort into making something good that'll last me a while, then I won't be as unhappy. <laughs> See, I vaguely have that unhappiness. I'm I'm someone who gets very bored easily. Yeah. And yet, if I make a lot of food, I will just continue eating it until it's gone. <laughs> it's uh, it's the point at which my laziness outweighs my desire for new experience. <laughs> I know that or, feel. Or, or new stimuli. <laughs> yeah, like, I made enough omu rice to last, like, four meals. So all Man. I did was I made all the rice, and then I just, I just cooked, I reheated the rice, and I would just make a new omelette. That's exactly what I did like a couple of days ago. Like I made like a whole little Tupperware of rice, right? With soy sauce, ketchup, whatever. And then I would make a new omelet each time because I would just have it for lunch, right? I want to cook something quick for lunch. So I would just make the new omelet and then fry the rice up a little bit again to fluff it up and make it, you know, good. Or I'd reheat it in the microwave if I was really short on time and and do it like that, man. Just cover it in ketchup. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll make a real omelet rice. The shape of yeah. mine was so lumpy and bad. Mine isn't even omer rice. It's basically like a folded omelet with rice tucked in. Mm, that's fair. I was I was trying to do the nice one where you like cut it open and it like oozes out. I want that so badly, Soup. So the the problem that I'm running into is yeah. that I think I think what it is is the angle of the pan may be too steep and also it's not like a new nonstick pan. Yeah. And so it 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 sticks a little bit. Okay. More than I would like. So you can't like, you know, like shuffle so I can't the egg. Like, I can't like shuffle it as much as I want to. Okay. Um I see. and of course I'm still getting used to uh the heat. I'm still yeah. trying to figure out what a good heat is. Right. And what that means on an electric stove. <laughs> right. And I'm also still trying to make sure that I'm Really, like at this at this point, right? I can do basic things, but I'm also still trying to make sure that things don't go flying out of the pan. No, I mean I still have a lot of trouble flipping a large omelet without breaking it. So, <laughs> my mom does it like a freaking genius because she's done it all her dang life. But she will flip a legit twelve egg omelet and like nobody just with a pair of chopsticks, easy peasies. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Like, can you, like, can you, like, flip it in the air so I can, like, you know, take some photos while you do it and then it lands in the pan? Like, can you <laughs> um, be more amazing, I guess? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, even more godlike. I don't know, <laughs> mom. <laughs> there is, there is certainly an amount of uh, practice that goes into it. Yeah. I mean, I guess that I simply just don't have. You know, let's give it another four decades and maybe we'll yeah. get there one day. <laughs> After four decades, I'm going to be able to flip that fucking omelet. <laughs> You'll make that perfect omuraisu and I'll be I'll make the perfect I'll be there omuraisu. for it. <laughs> the most the most perfect omuraisu I've ever seen was in an anime. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to go to Japan. I'm going to yeah. go to the famous omuraisu guy and I'm going to be like, "I need you to take me in under your wing and teach me for the next 8 years." Yeah. <laughs> 
teach me how to do it on next door i'll be learning the cheesecake ways for the next eight years uh. <laughs> there is something kind of romantic about that just running away to japan and going to a little like tucked away corner of of one of the lesser known wards of tokyo and just ecking out a meager existence as an omelet chef yeah like just like on a quest to make a good omelet that lives up to your standards and, yeah uh, like you know, like yeah. some kind of wandering omelet warrior monk that's you wandering in the wastelands trying to figure out the secret to the perfect omelet <laughs> the secret is a greased pan and lots of butter <laughs> and also God. an open flame probably it, it might you you might have might to get be. an open flame i'm determined to make it work uh if i ever if i ever succeed at it i will definitely send pictures i'll i'm gonna if i succeed i will take a video of me opening that fucking egg <laughs> yes it's gonna like droop over the the rice and be like i've done it i've done it i've reached you just hear like egg. like quiet weeping in the background of your video <laughs> <laughs> I did it! I did the egg. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, soup, soup. Well, do you have any any parting thoughts before we let this podcast go for two hours? And it turns out I make more work for myself <laughs> than I than I really thought I would be. I I honestly thought we'd be talking for like. 20 30 minutes and then yeah. here we are like an hour later just like let's talk about omelets like we yeah <laughs> okay we just keep going on <laughs> i started my first dnd thing ever it was my first time playing wow. D&D, um like wow. two weeks ago wow yeah it was tell fun. me all about it tell me all about your dnd thing um so i was basically the only one phoning in <laughs> So that was awkward because everyone else is like, it's like this group of uh, like, I'm I'm friends with like two of the people, right? Uh, they're in St. Louis. And so they had like their friend group over and then they were like, oh, we're going to start a new campaign. Would you like to join? And I was just like, okay, cool. I, by, at the time I joined, I didn't realize that I would be the only one that wasn't there. Right. Oh. I thought it would be an online thing. But then, like, you know, they were like, okay, well, we're going to get a table set up and everything, blah, blah, blah. We'll have, like, camera up so that we can, like, you know, see you and you can see the table or whatever. And I was like, is it is it just me? <laughs> am I the only, <laughs> am I just the only face in the monitor? <laughs> Aww. And, uh, but they were so super welcoming and accommodating and they were really nice. And, you know, it was my first time playing. So, of course, they, like, were really patient in explaining the rules to me and what types of things I had to roll for, like that kind of thing. So it, they were really sweet. So uh, we're going to have like our second session on this Wednesday. So really fun. Oh, that's exciting. I yeah. love it. Yeah. What kind of character did you make? I made a little half wing woke. Oh. Um, yeah. So he gon- he's, he's already killed three people. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Renny, you will quickly learn that as as a as a Dungeons and Dragons player, you have really only a couple of options. You are a hobo, 
and you murder for money. Uh, I feel bad though, because like when I was starting out, like developing characters. Like, I, I was I was thinking of different classes that I wanted to play, right? I was like, okay, so I'll have this kind of character for this class and blah, 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 right? But it, it just happened that uh, my rogue was the first, I guess, character to really culminate. And I was like, okay. And But then, like, as I was, like, learning more about D&D and the whole, like, thing about, like, murder hobos and stuff, I was like... Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! What have I gotten myself into? Yeah. What it's did a murder I make? cult. Because <laughs> my other characters, thankfully, aren't like that. But it's just like, of course, the one that I start out with is is the murder hobo. So right. See, I was lucky in that I started with the murder hobo. Yeah, I was like, I am a wandering uh, mercenary assassin. Mercenary assassin. Yeah, I kill people for money. Yeah, I mean... Which, as it turns out, is actually what everyone in D&D does. Yeah, Some I people mean, are just more explicit about it. Sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's basically what my character does, too. I mean, he's got, like, you know... Of course, every character has their reasons for it, but, yeah. Uh, the DM really liked my backstory, so that was really flattering. Um, and nice. I think he's excited to make character plots or whatever. Um, with everyone's characters, so I'm looking forward to it. I would also not super worry about being the only one being phoned in. I won't, like, I cannot tell you how many times we've had to phone at least one person in to our sessions when we do it, <laughs> uh -huh. like, at an actual table. Mm -hmm. It's pretty awful, because <laughs> here's, here's, here's the big problem, especially with, and I don't know if this is the case for your group, but okay. for my group, my group is a lot of very loud people that like to talk over each other and interrupt oh, each other. Oh, okay, okay. And when all of that is going through one audio channel, it, it can get quite overwhelming for the person who is not at the table. Sure. And it can also be very hard for them to interject, considering right. that they are a face and a monitor and a speaker, and right. we are flesh and blood that can hit each other. We don't hit right. each other. Right, yeah. I, I struggled with that type of thing too but thankfully like uh my group is like they're pretty considerate of that and so like after the session like you know we were talking about it and i was just like yeah i was i was worried you know that you guys wouldn't be able to hear me while everyone was talking and so i i tended to be a little bit quieter and just let the group discussion happen right uh but then they were like oh no no we were we were keeping an ear out just in case you said anything and like you know, we we were trying to make to be conscientious of that. So, like, please feel free to interject. We will make sure that you are heard. And I was like, well, that's very nice. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you'll also. Hopefully you'll get to a point where um, you and, and your group. And yeah. this is a point that hopefully everyone in a D&D &D, uh, or tabletop game group realizes. But yeah. The way to be a good player is both to be considered of other players, but also to think about how you can essentially bounce off of each other, right? Right. It's knowing when you can take the spotlight and, like, dance, and or if the spotlight is thrown to you, you can, like, roll with it. Yeah. But it's also throwing the spotlight to other people. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Um, Which is something that even I struggle with as a player. Sure. Uh, I don't play a ton anymore. <laughs> that might change. you DM for everything. Yeah, because I DM for everything. Yeah. That, that's actually changing. Um, I'm okay. not DMing any games anymore. <gasps> Whoa, anymore? Yeah, because I just I just wrapped up 
my like three year campaign. <laughs> Dude, I thought, but you were the one who told me, oh, whenever I s- finish one, I just start a new one. <laughs> well, so here's here's the thing. I'm okay. in a, I'm in a great place right now where okay. all of my games are run by people that aren't me. Okay. So I technically have some free time to myself that I don't have to spend thinking about the game. Oh, <laughs> nice. buddy, nice. you have free time now. I have I have free time now. Vaguely, it's really not as much as I would like. If I had any more, I would want to run something for (laughs) y'all. Don't worry about it. (laughs) One day, one day, one day, one day soon. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I mean, it's it's nice when you get to a point where players know how to throw the spotlight to each other. I I I'm looking forward to at least being able to delve more into like the interpersonal dynamics between the characters right because right now we're just getting introduced to each other kind of thing yeah uh, so yeah. yeah well that's that's really exciting mm-hmm. i i love i love when people start playing dungeon dragons yeah he's or fun other so such far. tabletop games do you want to know what my problem is mm. my problem is as as a player i like playing characters that are sort of all across the spectrum of of like, oh, this is a lawful good paladin, or I'm I'm a chaotic evil shithead. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but all in all, I love characters that are just like really intense. <laughs> like sure. here's 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 what I mean. I love characters that do one thing so stupidly well yeah. and in such a stupidly flamboyant way. Sure. Like I'm I made a rogue who is a hunter, but he only uses the net, which is a special weapon. And it's basically useless unless you, like, expend way too many class resources into making it useful. And even then, it's not that useful. Uh-huh. So I did that. Okay. It is a special weapon. Mm-hmm. And because of the properties of the weapon, it's it will restrain someone. Which okay. is a condition that means uh, attacks against them have advantage. They can't move, etc., etc., etc. But the problem is to hit with the net, which is already kind of like a weak weapon. It only yeah. requires like a DC twelve to break. Yeah. So like your your average goober could break it with his bare hands. <laughs> yeah. Um. So here's here's like here's like this is the problem. Okay. Is you have to make a special attack with it. So you make an attack roll, right? Okay. But. It is a ranged weapon, and the range of it is 515, which means that no matter what range you're throwing this weapon at, you have disadvantage on it. <laughs> so you're just bad at it. You, like, it's really hard to hit people with nets unless you take a lot of really specific things to make it easier. Okay. And I did. And so you really, took those things? It was really <laughs> funny. Okay. Surprisingly effective. Until surprisingly effective. It was surprisingly effective as long as we were fighting people and then we started fighting like that's, monsters and it was less effective. That's what I was thinking. Effective. I was like, I kind of doubt being able to see you with it like a dragon-sized net. <laughs> oh, there's there's a hard limit on the on the like net. It's it's like a, a like larger below. <laughs> Which is like anything the size of a bear or smaller. So what so. did you do when you had to fight these legendary creatures? <laughs> Oh, well, it was only one session that we had to play, but we did have to fight oh, okay. a Hydra. I just pulled out a crossbow and was like, I miss my net. 
I pew pew. <laughs> I pew pew, but really I think about my net. Uh, let me give you a little spoiler as to what I'm going to play in uh, as for my next character. Okay. I'm going to play Scar from Film Alchemist. Oh no. It's like straight up. <laughs> oh no. I'm going to take levels in Monk and, and Cleric, and I'm oh, only no. going to use the spell Inflict Wounds, which is a touch spell. You touch someone, it does yeah, damage to them. it explodes them. <laughs> and then their face explodes. Yeah. That's it. That's my character. Are you going to have white hair and, you know, be tan with the red eyes and be have a really sad I, backstory? I think I should probably and... lean a little farther away from that. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Scar. I have a big scar on my face. I have brown skin and white hair and red eyes. And I wear glasses and cool jackets. <laughs> and also I want to kill every state alchemist. Uh, no, no, I, I don't think I'm going to go that far. I'm going to, of, of course, have my own vaguely written backstory. Where I'm but your like, mechanic will be along the lines of Scar. But my mechanic will be explicitly your face explode. And <laughs> I assure you, I will say it the first time I do it. And maybe every time after that. I can't wait. I I pity the fool who is going to run the next game I'm in. I, I pity them too. I pity your enemies. I pity your friends. Listen, it's I don't know if this is better or worse than the character I played for a campaign who was just a hypersexual, pansexual, uh demon cohorting socialist tyrant. That's a lot. <laughs> Basically, he he took over a city okay. and then he used his vast amount of murder gold to invest in infrastructure. Okay. <laughs> because I I don't know why. I just felt like that was a, a, a fine thing to do. And I'm that's, guessing he had a, like a harem, right? Because he was hypersexual, whatever, whatever. I don't think he had an explicit harem. He should. I should work on that. But he would try to sleep with anyone that came by, so... Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's really how he took over the city. Yeah, and the icon I used was uh, Niles from Fire Emblem Fates. My god! <laughs> because as I'm far as... freaking as, Niles! <laughs> as far as that goes, I couldn't think of anyone else who fit the bill so perfectly. <laughs> My good, good husband. Oh my, my good, God. good man slut of a husband. He's he's a boy. <laughs> he's a man. Uh um Yeah. Uh -huh. I I said that we were wrapping up and then we spent another fifteen minutes talking about Dungeons and Dragons. We had to get there at some point. We talk about we, all manner of culture. <laughs> yeah, if if at some point in the future uh, you finish up Critical Role, we should do an episode about D&D uh, &D shows. Yeah, or dude. Or tabletop shows. Because this is an area that I am uniquely expertised in. <laughs> okay. Uh, if you need something to listen to at some point that's not Critical Role, I also I heartily recommend that you listen to The Adventure Zone by the McElroys. The Adventure Zone by the McElroys. The Adventure Zone. Okay. It's done by three brothers and their dad. Oh. And 
I'm not gonna lie, it made me cry multiple times. Oh! <laughs> like, a couple of those episodes legit made me cry. That's cute. <laughs> but the problem is, it was last summer, and I was uh -huh. listening to it on my way to work. Uh-huh. And so I would just, like, park, like, near work, and then I would just be like... <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> yeah. It's... It's something that I aspire to, the Adventure Zone. That's awesome. Although I recognize that the format of it is an unrealistic expectation because it's it's like an hour at a time and it's heavily edited and it's basically like a radio show more so than a, an actual play podcast. Okay, so they basically like highly refine it into like a show show rather than right. Like, like they they remove candid. all the like five minute breaks for like what are the rules because right. my god that is that is dungeons and dragons right there it's yeah what is what is the rule for that again right i don't yeah i think i think that's that, that's probably it that's that's all i got that's all i got man that's that's, that's all i got where can we find you on the internet oh, uh, on those interwebos interwebos i am on twitter and on tumblr and on, I don't know. I guess I post things on Pinterest sometimes. Uh, and I'm on Twitch what? at, at Swandron. I don't know. Like, freaking, there are artists out there who just share things via Pinterest. So that I was. That doesn't make any sense. I was told to get one, and I was like, okay. And so I did. And now I occasionally will post a thing on there, and there are people who follow me on there. So I'm like, okay, Pinterest community. <laughs> Pinterest is like a haven for art theft. Like, I've never seen a site so readily usable for art theft. Oh, yeah, I can't yeah. believe people use this site. People repost it like nuts, which is why, like, I will, like, you know, watermark it like crazy, whatever I post on there. Uh, but, yeah, people use it to to do things, so. Those Pinterest scavengers will find it anyway. They'll they'll find a way to repost it anyway without the watermark, and I'm like, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> like, I mean, I do care a little bit, but, like, the images I post on there are so low res. It's like there's just no point. <laughs> it's that's fair. Yeah, I I find that probably the only real website that's like usable is Pixiv. <laughs> like I understand why people use that website. Yeah, Pixiv actually has professional you know illustrators on there, and most of them are from Japan. I love uh, it. I don't use Pixiv personally because I am not the Japanese reading type. You know, I don't. I also don't use it. Yeah, but, but uh, I love looking at the stuff on there, and I'm like, man, I wish I could read what this description says. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, I just need you to translate everything for me. Yeah, I'm. I'm really not that good. I think you're better than I am. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> All right. I think that's it uh, for me. Where can we find you, bud? You can find me on all the places at Literal Soup. If I'm there, it's there. <laughs> I'm really sort of not doing a whole lot mm -hmm. anyway. Like... I, I say I'm not much of a person during school or finals, but really I'm not much of a person all the time, <laughs> right? Like, I don't <laughs> really... I Listen, I have been <laughs> tweeting about 
I'm sure some inane topic. I post pictures of food on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I will I will go on like rants about media or representation or other yeah. such topics. You do, and it's quite other entertaining times, to read. <laughs> other times it's just shit posts. <laughs> Those are also entertaining to read. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have recently been binging Anthony Bourdain's uh, Parts Unknown because I loved Anthony Bourdain. Anthony Bourdain was actually legitimately like a mentor to me because he inspired my love of food and of Mm -hmm. memoir. And like, you know, at the end of the day, his whole message was of like this reformed cynic trying to find hope in the world through the connection of people through Mm -hmm. food. Mm-hmm. And really, I think that's that's pretty great. It's I'm really sad that he's gone. Yeah. So yeah, if if you're struggling, you know, don't be afraid to reach out. There's a lot of resources out there, and I'm sure that mm-hmm. someone is willing to listen. Yeah, I'll listen to you, buddy. I'll listen <laughs> to you, probably. I don't promise anything because I don't talk. Like the problem is. <laughs> I know I went and said that, and it was, like, nice and emotional, but, like, to be real for a second, I can't even maintain regular contact with all the friends that I want to maintain regular contact with. But if you you message me, I will probably respond, maybe. You generally don't leave me hanging, so I appreciate that. (laughs) I try not to leave people hanging because I'm really bad about reaching out to people. Uh, yeah, I'm really bad about, like, just being like, hey, I need to catch up with you about life. Like, I'll think about it and be like, man, I haven't talked to this person in a while. But then, like, the actual talking part, I sometimes don't do. (laughs) Yeah, at the end of the day, life is stressful. Use your Netflix account liberally. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Socialize with people sometimes. It's okay. Socialize with people, you know, as as, as much as you need or want to as much as you feel comfortable with as much as you feel comfortable with yeah yeah why are we giving psas we're in no condition to do so (laughs) i don't i don't know because it's oh (laughs) yeah i know really like i'm a mess how could i possibly be lecturing other people well no (laughs) life life is terrible no. But anime is good sometimes. But only sometimes. Oh my god. A catchy girl, eat your fucking heart ah! out. <laughs> oh. You know, I would love I would love to watch a Gintama dub with Matthew Mercer's Kinto. Oh my god, that'd be so good. <laughs> <laughs>